Hi nerds and welcome to QWERTY. I'm your host Matt J. Young. I'm an indoorsy nerd type that might seduce your dad if he's right. I've been working on that for a while. Maybe it landed, maybe it didn't. <laughs> Ten points if you know the song I kind of like half pulled those lyrics from. Each episode I'm joined by one of my funny funny joke makey pals as we talk to a brand new queer nerd of honour. My wonderful co-host this episode is a girl from the biotech startup world who can tell you your future by looking at a biopsy of your bowels. It's Dr. Hannah Thompson. Oh, hi guys. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for joining me. You're welcome. How are your bowels? My my bowels are (laughs) are well, thank you. Um, I'll preface by saying that your sort of science specialism is is bowel stuff. So Mm -hmm. like she she, she knows what you ate last summer. Why don't you tell the people who you are, what you do, Hannah? Um, well, I'm Hannah. I like to be called Dr. Hannah T now, because I did a PhD in bomb cancer. <laughs> um, so I did a PhD in the link between type 2 diabetes and large bowel cancer, um, but mainly love just talking to people about science and learning from other people, interacting with people. So this led me to sort of do biotechy startup stuff, which is really cool. And now I'm a chief product officer and chief people officer which involves talking to people all the time at a startup called Cambridge Cancer Genomics, which is really fun. But I'm looking forward to hearing more about what we're going to talk about today. Yes. Learn some new things. Well, on that note, <laughs> um, this episode's Queer Note of Honour is a multi-talented real-life Lara Croft of volcanoes. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the soon-to-be doctor, Jasmine Scarlett. Hello. Jasmine, hello. How are you? I'm, I'm all right. Good, good. So, um... Let's get started. Why don't you tell the lovely people who you are, how you identify, what you do. Um, yeah, all that jazz. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see what I did there. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm Jasmine. Um, Scarlet, which can confuse people because most people call me Scarlet. So I blame my parents for that. Um, <laughs> but I identify as biromantic. Um, biromantic is you're attracted to both men and women, but not sexually. It's more of your in your like desire, romantic connection, not a sexual connection. Um, and I am a historical and social volcanologist, which basically means I look at how people live with volcanoes in the past to help us understand how that works in the present and maybe the future as well. Um, and so far. For my master's and PhD, that's focused on the Caribbean island of St. Vincent and the Grenadines with their volcano, La Soufre. Um, and yeah, this, it's been great. Awesome. And can I just say, like, the uh, you have a, such a great title, like, volcanologist. Mm-hmm. Like, it just seems so much, I don't know, there's something so cool to be like, uh, yes, I am an expert in, like, one of the world's most destructive forces. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty fantastic. <laughs> You've actually just come back from France doing some super cool, serious volcanology business. So um, why don't you tell us a bit about what you've been talking about? Okay, so uh, I've just published a paper um, called The Dark Geocultural Heritage of Volcanoes. um, And that was looking at trying to find creative ways to combine cultural heritage and geoheritage using this thing called dark heritage and dark heritage is basically places where people have died 
Because um, <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is yes. it like dark matter? No. <laughs> is it always um, dark near volcanoes? <laughs> well, it can do when it erupts. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, but um, yeah, so that paper I picked, well, so I collaborated with an archaeologist in Denmark. So I was in Denmark for five months and that was awesome. Hey. Um, and Does Denmark have a volcano? No, wait. No. (laughs) Brace yourself. I'm probably going to ask you if every place has a volcano. (laughs) Carry on. Okay. um, And the four volcanoes we picked. So I picked two in the Caribbean. So I picked Soufre Hills, Montserrat. And I picked La Soufre, St. Vincent. Because those volcanoes have killed people and have destroyed quite a lot of uh, settlements. So, for example, of course, in Montserrat, destroyed the wiped out the whole capital of Plymouth. Um, and then my uh, collaborator, he focused on Vesuvius in Italy, um, particularly, obviously, the fascination we have with Pompeii and Herculaneum, those sites. And also he focused on the Lacasse, which is a volcano in Germany. What? <laughs> I didn't know Germany has a volcano. Mind blown! <laughs> in my mind, like places just become a lot more cooler when, you know, they have mm. a volcano there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so this was the, the, the Lacasse was the last caldera forming eruption um on continental europe and they erupted just at the end of the last ice age mm. so caldera forming eruptions are like the big big ones that you have to worry about um so as far as we know it's not going to happen again in germany but um uh, for his kind of approach to his bit of research he was like thinking well, what if it did uh-huh. um and it basically showed that Europe would be screwed. <laughs> so yeah so i went over to france to talk about more about that paper um, and then uh, where I was in Clermont-Ferrand, they also have a extinct chain of volcanoes called the Champ de Prix. Um, and it's basically a rift uh, system. So think about what's happening in Ethiopia and Kenya and that area now. That's a, called a rift uh, valley. Mm-hmm. And it's basically the plates basically coming apart. And then lots of stuff comes up, And lots right? of stuff comes up, yeah. But so, it's extinct now. It's not yeah, in France, happening. it's extinct. Okay, good. So no one's at risk of falling into like lava in France, probably. No. Probably. No. <laughs> Just heat wave heat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. Because we're recording this um, <laughs> at the time of uh, the big heat wave in Europe in June. Wow. And lordy yesterday <laughs> yesterday i uh, had places like yesterday <laughs> i had places on me i didn't know could sweat it's gross yeah. that's too much information <laughs> um you said a word which was very interesting geoculture yes uh geo heritage even like yes. what does what does that mean so geo heritage is basically the uh, trying to think of so it's like the appreciation and conservation of basically geological sites of interest to scientists and to the public um in the uk we don't have that many but like the lake district would be a perfect example of geohedrage because actually there used to be volcanoes in lake district no way yeah <laughs> it's like every mountain just a secret <laughs> volcano <laughs> no not every but a, a lot, lot. Yeah. <laughs> i because you know like Beatrix Potter novels were written when Beatrix Potter was based in the Lake District. I really want to know now what it would have come out, Peter Rabbit would have come out like if there was like active volcanoes there at the time. Very different. I Peter Rabbit and uh, the uh, run for his life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fried well, actually, no, Rabbit. Just, just thinking about that in the UK, the Yorkshire coast, so the Jurassic coast is a geoheritage site because that's where obviously you'll get loads of fossils. Um, and that's where geology kind of was born in the UK, to say that, um, 
I guess. Um, but yeah, Geo Heritage, it's, it's not just volcanoes, it's kind of like places that used to have oceans, for example, and just really fascinating kind of just landscape features. And it's, um, we, while well, we're trying to preserve them and use it for science, for research, but also just to educate people, to be like, hey, look, this is a cool landscape, look at this sort of thing. Um, and if that's turned into a tourism business, that's called geotourism. Hmm. What places use make make use of this geotourism? Um, Hungary's pretty good at uh, using geotourism because they used to have volcanoes. Uh, <laughs> um, and Turkey's pretty good as well because they used to have volcanoes as well. Mm-hmm. So actually, it's quite popular to go to places and turn them into geotour sites if they used to be volcanoes because obviously volcanoes are awesome and everyone loves them so mm-hmm. yeah so those are i mean they have their own emoji so yeah gotta be cool <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how you know as like a scientific topic if you've made it if you've got an emoji of it mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so you focus more on how people then exist uh with volcanoes mm-hmm. um is there like um a particular culture that you find particularly fascinating mm. and how they've dealt with living with a volcano or in the past or currently? Um, that is a good question. Um, I would say uh, people in Hawaii was just really fascinating because they have the fire goddess Pele. And even today, the, um, the original inhabitants of um, Hawaii, they still worship Pele. And so, for example, the last the eruption that happened last year... Of actually, there was a video of actually them performing a dance in front of the, with the, the like literally like feet away from this uh, lava flow, and they were performing a dance and like playing music and everything. So they were doing like the hula what? to appreciate um, and to like show that we respect you, Pele. Uh-huh. Don't burn us. <laughs> Don't burn us. <laughs> but no, like that's just really fascinating. Just how well they use dance and singing to like show appreciation for their goddess and revere their goddess and they have this thing called paradise tax so basically once pele has reclaimed the land we'd be like okay that's cool you can have it back (laughs) sort of thing so um i wrote about this so they don't try and take that bit of land back once the volcanoes erupted on it yeah so basically they're like okay pele's taken that land we'll just go somewhere else sort of thing um but doesn't the land get better when volcano ash goes on it? Yes, but with Hawaii, it's yeah. just lava. So lava takes way uh, longer yes. to actually uh-huh. become beneficial. Okay. Whereas volcanic ash, it takes, well, for, the, for my research, it took about two years and then they could go back mm. and use it for farming. And yeah. Stuff. So it depends on the mm. hazards. Because mm-hmm. the, when, the, when the lava comes out, what's the difference between... Because what's the difference between eruptions, basically, when there's just lava or lava and ash? Like, yeah, I'm so, assuming there's lots of different types of eruptions here. Yes. Um, I could try and go through all of them with you. Why not? Or just pick, your, pick a few. Okay, we'll pick a few. Okay, so a Strombolian eruption, Ooh. which is based on the volcano Stromboli in Italy. I was going to say, uh, is, that a, yes. is that an Italian dish as well? <laughs> I'm pretty yes, sure. it is. Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> but not the kind of stromboli you want to eat. No. Okay. Yeah, so that's um, that produces lava fountains. So basically just lava goes go and like it actually makes that sound as well. Uh-huh. Just, you know, sound effects going on. Um, Great but... when, you know, we're 40 podcast kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, that just, it's because of this, the 
the pressure and the gases and it just like just kind of gets squeezed in the vent and it's going to go straight up um and those ones usually just produce other plants and don't go far but um so in Stromboli they don't go that far um it just kind of produces lava bombs which are pretty bad sold in lush no? <laughs> <laughs> not the ones you could you know you know wash yourself with um um so lava bombs them just being sort of lumps of lava that get kind of like lobbed really far pretty right? much oh. yeah yeah and the larger they are the less distance they travel but obviously the heavier they are so the more likely you are to die if you get hit by one mm-hmm. <laughs> i doubt any, i doubt any size lava bomb would be great to get hit by no <laughs> no not really no it wouldn't be great um so that's kind of the danger of those so if you like move away far enough you'll be fine uh, the more extreme end of them are called Plinian eruptions. So based on the observations of Pliny the Younger from the 79 AD eruption of Vesuvius. Um, and it's basically, this is when the most dramatic ones where they produce like these really big ash clouds um, and they produce ash falls. So with those ones, they could travel even all across the globe mm. if they're really big enough. Um, and they produce these hazards called pyroclastic density currents. And these are gravity-driven uh, currents that are collapse from a ash cloud. And they, uh, what's really bizarre about them is that not only can they be channeled down river valleys, they can blanket um, volcano flanks, but they can also travel uphill and across water. What? So it's basically, if an eruption like that happens, you, you better get out of the way because they, they're super fast and super hot as well. So that's what killed the people in the 79 uh, eruption of Vesuvius that's okay. what wiped out yes yeah, so that's what wiped out Pompeii is the pyroclastic mm. currents and there you'll die instantly um, through the heat and obviously through suffocation mm. um, on, on that note very very important question I've seen a lot of sci-fi movies that have people <laughs> outrunning pyroclastic oh flows oh my god that oh, oh that <laughs> <laughs> that angers me is that anywhere near realistic no you would die <laughs> <laughs> you would die and like for example like, I was is it the, to the film 2012? Yeah, yeah. With a scene where the 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 airplane somehow gets in the cloud and then emerges from it. <laughs> that would be the end of the movie. They would die. <laughs> they would die, and that frustrates me so much. But that's why I like these films because I can go in the film yeah. and be like, "That's bullshit." Yeah. That's so if you're in a cinema in the future watching some kind of like volcanic uh, apocalyptic film, if there's a lady shouting at the screen, <laughs> that'll be me. <laughs> Because there's also um, oh, the most recent Jurassic Park has Chris Pratt like saving the dinosaurs from. <laughs> he would die. <laughs> That'd be the end of the movie. <laughs> Conclusion is just death. I'm afraid. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. So I bet I bet that does. But because you have the um, you put you're an expert in something which is really quite popularized quite mm-hmm. a lot of lots of different yeah. forms. Yeah. Um, because I guess it's such a spectacle yeah. of, of nature, but. You do a lot of communication, like science communication, of your work yeah. yourself. Um, yeah. What kind of got you into that? Um, it was kind of my supervisor. <laughs> she was like, get on Twitter and start talking about your research. I was like, okay then. So it just kind of happened from there. But I do love talking about it and love sharing about that part of the world because not everyone knows. Obviously, they in the Caribbean, they mainly know about Soufriere Hills, Montserrat, and Montpellier or Martinique, but they don't know about um, La Soufriere, St. Vincent. Um, I have to always say St. Vincent because there's actually three volcanoes in the Caribbean called La Soufriere. 
It's pretty like the French were really lazy. Naming <laughs> 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 the voice. Anyway, sorry, any French listeners. Um, but um, sort it out. <laughs> I mean, come on, you're going to travel halfway across the world to colonize <laughs> yeah. and oppress an island. The least you could do is come up with a few extra yes, volcano names. Exactly. You can put one, two, and three on the end. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, La souffrir, hein? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that actually would help a lot <laughs> in terms of finding the correct journal articles. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, so, but not everyone knows about that volcano and that island because, it, well, for one thing, it's a tiny island. Like, when I was there, almost probably everyone knew I landed on that island because it's <laughs> that small. And actually, my family's from there as well, so I would always bump into a cousin. Like, it's, no way. Yeah, it's that small. So you've got quite, in a way, you've kind of got a personal yeah. history and connection to, like, volcanic islands and yeah. stuff. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. I Her blood know. is lava. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, and that volcano is, like, the most frequent erupting volcano in the Caribbean volcanic chain. And so, like, on research, we think on populistic um, research, we think it erupts every once every 100 years. And that's quite frequent for the Caribbean. Mm. Um, and in geological terms, that's quite frequent as well. Um, so now the volcano is not doing much. So that's why it's the perfect time now to go over there and do research and to communicate how dangerous the volcano is. Because one day it will be the children or the children's children that will have to deal with it. Um, so we've got to make sure they are familiar with it and don't forget about it because it's a very dangerous volcano. <laughs> That's not just a big rock. <laughs> no, exactly. But you say that, like, so when the colonists actually first arrived there, when I was doing my archive research, like, there was an eruption in 1718, um, but that wasn't colonised then. It was just the indigenous population was there. But the, um, uh, I did a little bit of research in the French archives just to confirm that it happened then because the English account is really bizarre and it looks like it was based on the myth of Atlantis. It's really weird. What? Yeah, like, it's like, so basically everyone dismisses that account because like, what? The island sinking? Whoa, that's rubbish. Anyway, um, but there was a, a monk on Martinique that actually calculated where the ash was coming from and it came from St. Vincent when I like reinterpreted the, the calculations. But when the next eruption happened in 1812, they pretty much didn't know that it was an active volcano. They were like, oh yeah, it erupted sometime <laughs> around about 1718, but we don't care because obviously we don't care what the French think. <laughs> so, so, so it was quite actually a shock for them. They were like, no, this is French fake news. <laughs> yes, like... <laughs> yeah, and so it took, it took everyone by surprise when it actually happened. Um, but this was during slavery, so all the white people left the island and left all the slaves behind. So I was like wow guys that's really shitty <laughs> they, they they have a you know the, the white people they have a habit of doing a lot of shitty things yeah. especially back then yes exactly and yeah like yeah so actually for them that was like oh this is a volcano who knew <laughs> so and that was quite actually dangerous eruption as well because that actually um so before that the 812 eruption only had one crater that eruption actually produced another crater and actually created the debris avalanche that wiped out a whole plantation and the slaves. Mm. Um, so it can be very dangerous. But in terms of volcanology terms, the eruptions it does is quite small. Mm -hmm. what, what, wait, wait, wait. What's small, like, okay. on 
volcanology terms because okay. to me like any volcano is just like okay. shit <laughs> okay so you remember the eruption from iceland in 2010 that i can't pronounce it <laughs> yeah. that, i went to, i went to iceland and i loved it and i was like if i'm going to iceland i'm gonna get them to teach me the name of that thing and i said it over and over again i can't say hello thank you um please can i have um a water but i can say nice all right who'd have so, thought that would come in handy uh, yeah. that's that's all i wanted to do on this podcast thank you i'm checking out i mean better than my pronunciation so well done um anyway that volcano side note that's probably wrong as well but still because it's an insane language but carry um, on the iceland volcano yeah the one with the ash that grounded all those planes and then everyone's like i can't go on my holidays like, yeah well, that was actually small dying really yeah so we um we do it on a log um a log scale so go up, so it goes from zero to eight nine eight eight or nine um <laughs> and in terms of that eruption that was a three. Oh wow so it was actually quite small but what made that so problematic is because it erupted through ice so when volcanoes and magma interacts with ice or water that's when it gets really shitty for everybody really um and la Sofra actually has a um, crater lake so that's why those eruptions can be quite hazardous because it interacts with the water but the biggest eruption from la Sofra in recorded history was only a four um what actually happens when a volcano erupts through the water like how does that interact that makes it dangerous it makes it more explosive because if it's like a runaway reaction so like the, just basically like the laws of thermodynamics when you introduce heat to water come on Matt yeah. <laughs> I, I am I am stupider than your average bear I need a lot of I need a lot of help and guidance okay yeah so basically when just but think about when you're like cooking something and you got a hot boiling water and you introduce something really cold all of a sudden uh-huh. and it goes go so that's basically that's what it is it's just like a mm. runaway reaction basically when it when something really cold well relatively cold interacts with something relatively hot it just explodes so it kind of fragments and makes it all explosive and very bad for everyone volcanoes are dicks (laughs) basically (laughs) on a logarithmic scale (laughs) (laughs) pretty much yeah um so just to to try and get a bit of a scale is there anything in sort Mm. of modern cultural memory uh, modern historical movies yeah yeah okay talking only scientific it's only sci-fi movies no um is there anything that people these days might be able to remember or know of that was maybe higher up on the logarithmic scale uh the mount pinatubo eruption in the philippines in 1991 that was a i think it was a six or seven oh god I was busy being born then, so I don't personally remember, but I'm assuming there must be like a lot of stuff to Google. and. Yeah, and so basically the, the classic one that actually inspired quite a lot of today's volcanologists was the 1980 eruption of the Mount St. Helens um, in Washington. That was, I think still that was actually relatively small, but <laughs> it was quite dangerous because it wasn't expected to go the way it did. Um, so I remember speaking to a volcanologist who was part of that team to, to monitor that volcano during an eruption she said that um yeah we just wasn't expecting it to go the way it did like we thought it would just go up but actually what 
um, that eruption they did went sideways. So basically, oh. it blew out. Um, if you look at um, photos today of Mount St. Helens, there's basically a big giant hole in the side of the volcano. That's because it went sideways. It went sideways, and that's actually called a lateral blast. Um, and they're not. Good. Oi, oi. Yeah. A lateral blast. <laughs> Hannah, you and I are biologists, we're in the wrong field. Bum cancer and dying brains. Whereas like we should have gone into volcanology yeah. Yeah. we could actually use real cool terms like yeah. lateral blast. <laughs> I like it. Was it's it never just... too late. Yeah. It's never too late, but um I don't know. Let let me just try and bury this current PhD <laughs> and then I'll think about it. Bury yeah, it in a volcano. <laughs> that would be great too. <laughs> Okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Tell us all about that. I love it. Well, the first video game I played was Sonic the Hedgehog on Sega Mega Drive. Sega! Yes. Classic. Yes. <laughs> now that the sound of the little clicks and rings, like, bling, bling. Yeah, it just brings back so much memories. But that's actually interjecting a bit of a sad story. It's because I was really sick as a kid. So video games Aww. was a way for me to mm. escape all my problems, basically. Um, and I was not that talk, talking to kids my age that much because I was in hospital all the time. So I actually can speak to adults and elders quite well. But when it comes to people my own age, I'm like, hey. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was in and out of hospital so much. So it was video games and books that just kind of let me escape. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, obviously growing up, and particularly when I started getting interested in volcanology, I was being a total nerd and, like... While I was being shot at most of the time, I would just look at the volcanic landscape, all the geology, and be like, oh, that's pretty cool. I like that. Um, being shot at? Wait, being what? Sh- <laughs> well, in some games where I'm shot at. Oh, oh. <laughs> Not no, in real life. Sorry. I'm <laughs> on the streets. I, mean, I, cr- I crossed my references of what we were talking about. I was just like, Not- was she just like watching volcanoes and getting shot at? Like, this is turning, my, my Lyra Croft joke was a joke, right? <laughs> Okay, ah. video, we're talking about video games. Okay, so you're you're in the video game, ignoring the actual game, and me like that's a cool volcano. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and then I thought, well, how about I just blog about it? So the 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 first one I did was Spyro, um, the reignited trilogy. So basically, the remaster of the best, some of the best trilogies on the first PlayStation. Um, many memories from that as well. Yeah, Spyro was my first yes. ever. Yeah. <laughs> I also had Spyro, but yeah. I probably didn't do as well as you guys. No, I was very, I was very bad as well. Like I, it is... <laughs> yeah, I had Spyro as well, but I was, it was the first time I was playing a proper video game that wasn't like the Atari. Mm. Um, South Africa was very late at getting. Anything. I was about to say Atari. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> TV only came around for my parents when they were like you know, a lot older than people in Europe. Um, <laughs> but I was I was like, okay, how does this PlayStation thing work? And you know the, the original Spyro game where you have to fly through the little hoops in the air? Yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Hated it. I loved yeah. it. I was like, I want to play the dragon game. All my friends talk about it at school. Couldn't play the dragon game. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so um, whereas I, I'm a total nerd, I completed the games. Yes. We support that. We encourage yes. that. We value those I am skills. jealous. <laughs> Um, so I basically went back through each level to try and find the volcanology. Um, and then I was just like taking, so I have it on the Xbox. So then there's this application where you can take screenshots. Mm-hmm. So basically I just took screenshots of every kind of volcanism I could find. 
um, and then you could do videos, like short clips as well. So I did short clips as well. So like one of them was like Spyro dying, see how what if, if that's feasible the way he was dying, um, which <laughs> not really, but oh well, <laughs> it's a dragon, it's not yeah. real anyway. <laughs> how do you judge this? Um, yeah, and I just thought, you know what, I'll just blog about it because I already have a blog and I haven't actually done much of my phd blogging for a while so i thought let's just jazz it up a bit and talk about spyro That's and volcanoes awesome. um and then i kind of enjoyed it so i was like i'll just do more yeah. <laughs> so, so i'm obviously i've been too busy recently but uh, i will probably after my viva just spend obviously traumatized from that experience just <laughs> playing through games yeah. looking at the volcanoes to be like okay this is why this is why i did my my this, i still love volcanoes i yes. still love volcanoes <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> and hopefully by the time this comes out it will be post your viva Ooh. so you know you will be okay. dr jasmine scarlet yeah. can i just say when, when i was like writing stuff uh for this uh interview i kept wanting in have you did you ever watch the i think it's like late 90s early 2000s kids puppet show captain scarlet i keep trying in my head i keep saying your name is jasmine scarlet <laughs> <laughs> i have not seen that it was right? like a thunderbirds type thing yeah oh, okay. um but yeah you know, i do get that joke sometimes it's like oh why don't you join the military and get captain rank i was like have you met me i'm a total wuss <laughs> so i'm like i would die instantly <laughs> i was going on more lines of like have you ever thought about going into puppetry but <laughs> no puppets really. are creepy yeah. Uh, yeah there was a puppetry festival sidebar um puppetry <laughs> festival in nottingham recently yeah. i was like nottingham is is well known locally for having lots of bizarre little festivals i was like this is an interesting thing i didn't know there could be a festival about that looked it up everything is terrifying <laughs> just puppets are terrifying like puppets of animals great but it was just like like little models of tiny people and dolls like the worst kind of horror movies Ooh. all have puppets in it <laughs> Okay, they do. <laughs> I digress. They do. But uh, <laughs> back to video games. So yeah, you've done your your little cool little blog project of volcanology yeah. and video games is is really quite impressive. Yeah, uh, and the, my friend who did the one for uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, he's actually sent me another one that he's done because now he's getting hooked on it as well. So I'm like, all right, I'll blog, I'll write that up and post it um, when I have time. Um, so yeah, and then actually, <laughs> me and him are actually going to do a conference poster on it. <laughs> Oh, so you, you're gonna take it to the professional world yeah do we need to call out for graphic designers who yeah. want to be involved <laughs> in this project Which i think we should just be highlighting yeah. this here you know like professional volcanologists like brace yourself for because uh, in a way and now it actually makes a lot of sense to me as yeah. an outsider because you're a, a social volcanologist yeah. if i'm not butchering the term so you, oh, like, yeah and i guess in a way having those volcanoes and video games that's like the peak intersection of yeah. the stuff you like exactly oh, yeah that's so cool so i was like let's take it to a conference and see if it, people like it what, what, what what's your ideal outcome from they'll be like this is really cool let's give you some money that'd be great <laughs> <laughs> actually that's every that's every like science yeah, nerd dreams like exactly. give me money <laughs> <laughs> pretty much uh no it's just it's gonna be a bit of fun why actually because my video game obsession and science and education is kind of out there i actually co-convene a, a conference session at the 
European June Sciences Union every year. It'll be the third year next year. I miss it this year because I was in Iceland. But <laughs> oh, no, no biggie. Uh, <laughs> I was just in Iceland. <laughs> but this one is in Vienna every year. Um, but yeah, so I co-convene on that. So that's basically the ultimate nerd fest that bit of the conference <laughs> just everyone so what's interesting there's actually quite a lot of research in using games for education mm. and to communicate science so most people that join that session have actually created their own games and then what we do is we hold the games night oh, afterwards that's so cool. and then we basically be like bring your games let's try them out and then so there's like so this year it was quite popular i think there was like over 200 people with their own games amazing and we- well done that's Hannah, awesome like they even get their own games night sessions have you when you were still doing your peach did you ever go to a conference where they were like we have a games night no <laughs> but now i'm sick of games because we have them in our startup office so oh yeah play them they're <laughs> basically like mini google now yeah we have somebody across the road that keeps telling us all we see is you playing games <laughs> through the window do you do any work we're like office culture very important <laughs> so yeah i have them every day but not yeah not previous not in academia so that's oh, no, awesome I, I, yeah that that's I, i'm trying to think of what's the most fun breakout session i've ever had at a conference and i'm like Oh, there wasn't one. <laughs> um, yeah. The one I went to was luckily on a ski resort, so I made my own breakout sessions. Nice. By skiing. <laughs> Zip planning and snowmobiling. <laughs> the best breakout session is no breakout yeah. session. <laughs> no conference. <laughs> um, I had a question I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite, favorite eruption or a favorite volcano? Uh, so there's a volcano in the Caribbean. Um, it's an underwater volcano. Is it, a, is it Miss- also called Soufriere? No, <laughs> it's called Kickum Jenny. Oh, that's a good name. And that, I only love it because of the name. Poor Jenny. <laughs> and it also actually has another vent next to it called Kickum Jack as well. <laughs> um, and they're and they're interpreted as brother and sister, and the sister is Jenny, the oldest one, and the most violent and always upset <laughs> because there's actually a permanent exclusion zone around that area of the sea, so ships have to actually go around it. Um, so it's in between Grenada and St. Vincent um, so you have to actually diverge around it but what's interesting with that volcano is it is always bubbling away um, but when it does a big eruption it actually causes quite a lot of earthquakes and actually people in Grenada and St. Vincent and the Grenadine um, archipelago they actually feel those earthquakes and there's also a volcano on Grenada, um, Grenada called um, Mount St. Catherine um and people think it's that volcano is erupting but it actually is like no that's actually jenny um and on that <laughs> God, I, it, I just jenny. love that it has a first name yeah it's not some kind of like i don't know it doesn't sound like a volcano name it's just like oh what's that it's like oh, it's just jenny I, what i'm God imagining is, you know in finding nemo in the fish tank they've got that little volcano thing that they do yes. bubbles on yeah that's Jenny. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what do they call it? They call it Ma- Mount Wanahakalugi. Yeah. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bubbles. Yeah. We will now take a moment for uh, Hannah to uh, <laughs> recite that scene from Finding Nemo. I can't actually remember it. I've watched it for a while. But anyway, Shark bait. Hoo-ha. Yeah. Shark bait. Hoo-ha. And then there's just the guy that's obsessed with the bubbles. It's like bubbles. <laughs> and then they put it back in his box. It's really quite tragic if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, like, so many times, um, whether I've included it in the final edit or not, we've had, like, 
conversations on this podcast like <laughs> literally devolve into things like re- that are actually really messed up about Disney films. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, we got another one in there now. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- speaking of Disney films, what? Oh, I forget. It was a Pixar one, but it's one of the Pixar shorts at the beginning with the volcanoes. <gasps> I, do you like that one? Oh my God, I love that one. Oh, you do? Yes. When I first watched it, like, so for me, it really bothered me that, um, I mean, I've, I've forgotten about it now because my, like, uh, my rage about this particular <laughs> subject, made, like, it erased the actual content of it. But what really bothered me uh, is, like, because I'm very passionate about, like, not, like, overly gendering things. Um, and it really bothered me that it starts off and you see the nice little volcano, uh, the man volcano, as it turns out to be, which literally just looks like a volcano with their face on the rock. And then the lady volcano comes yeah. out and it's just like, Hair. it's a straight up, yeah. like, pinup model, pinup yes. model. But it's like, yeah. she has, like, a slightly rocky look. Um, <laughs> it's just like, make her look like a volcano. <laughs> they either both are basically people with a bit of rock or they're volcanoes that look like people. Come on. So what's the name of this film? Oh, it's just called I Love You, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's one of the mini clips. Yeah, it's one of the mini ones. Um, and I love that. Well, I mean, I don't love it because it's scientifically inaccurate. <laughs> but I just love it because the I think it's the story around the, the singers. Because I think the, the male volcano is actually a native Hawaiian. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's the what? about that? Just like talking about a volcano. <laughs> Because that really tickled me. You just like really seriously, your facial expression is like, the male volcano is native Hawaiian. <laughs> okay. Well, when it comes to volcanoes, I'm very serious. Yeah, that is true. Sorry. I will, so the, I the, the, we talk about like that, that actor. Yeah, so, so the actor of the male volcano. Oh. Um, I think he's native Hawaiian. So, um, and I think that, oh, I can't remember, but I think the female one is also native of a volcanic island. So I love that kind of it. And just, I like the song as well. Even though it's very gendered, I still love the song. Oh yeah, no, it, it, it is still like, it, I always love those Pixar shorts. Yeah. It, is, it is really sweet. Like I, yeah. I will pick, there, there are a lot of stupid little molehills that I'm willing to die on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, one, and it's gendered characters is that, but it is a really cute little Yeah, so yeah, I, I do love that. Tell us a bit of your thoughts about that. Asexuality. Yeah. So, kind of how I came upon it, discovered it for myself, was kind of awkward because I was in a relationship with a lesbian. And I was like, mm, I'm not I'm not into it, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And then obviously I was, you know, talking with her about it more. We're not together anymore. Um, for one of those reasons <clears throat> anyway um volcanoes did it <laughs> but like i was just like i've just not there's nothing i was not into it and i didn't really like that intimacy side of things like i was just like is there something wrong with me yeah as you always do when you have these sort of questions so i did research more about it and i was like okay i am normal i mean i'm not normal but these feelings and this way of feeling is normal um, so that's how I came to start to understand that. And like all things, it is on a spectrum. So some asexuals do engage in sexual activities, some really don't. And sometimes they do it just to please their partners. And sometimes they do it just because like, yeah, all right, I'll do it. sort of thing. Um, but for me, like, I just like not, I'm just like, I ain't bothered. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, I just, just, I'd rather just 
have someone to annoy for the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs> and talk about volcanoes with. that's what i'd rather prefer i don't really and I, that's like just it that's just that human connection you know yeah. like and i think asexuality um is something that is in the queer community something that isn't talked about mm-hmm. um as much or acknowledged that much but really it's like because people because of the whole a bit at the front yeah. they think oh well because it's an absence of something you know it's not gonna it doesn't contribute that much because I, I have seen yeah. a lot of um articles and people's opinions it's all opinions basically <laughs> of people who sort of say oh we, we don't need to talk about that much but really it's a it's just another part of adding to the big yeah um ways that humans just connect with each other yeah so yeah i'm more interested in connecting to people on different levels and just not sexually and i'm just like yeah it's right it's fine like i'm happy with who i am now now i figured it out um and yeah so i am still attracted to both men and women but (laughs) yeah just as a as an asexual yeah that's fabulous well thank you for educating us on that on that little bit and you know i'm glad we could get that a little bit of asexual representation out there because when i'm uh when i'm trying to plan for this podcast i always try and think of like that big lgbtqia plus uh, acronym <laughs> and i keep saying you know our people really need to work on that acronym it's, <laughs> it's yeah. so I, by the way i love the introduction of the plus i must say don't don't at me on twitter you know <laughs> i don't care what kind of acronym you use just stick a plus somewhere and then they'll be like we're all included because we have to realize that as a people that's a lot of letters yes <laughs> it is it is you just oh. shorten it to a plus <laughs> <laughs> the plus community <laughs> No, because then it sounds like plush community, plushy community. Oh, and that's yeah. another thing okay. that I yeah. saw a weird documentary about once. That's not. Please, yeah. please tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, different to furries. Because you, basically, you know people... <clears throat> so people uh, tend to assume like, oh, the people like to dress up in animal costumes or whatever and get sort of sexual kicks from it. Yeah. They're furries. Yeah. Uh, furries correct don't. me if I'm wrong. Yeah, c- yeah. furries do not. Those yeah. are people who kind of like cosplay and they have a little yeah. animal character like an avatar yeah it's plushies uh-huh. <laughs> oh so they're the ones oh okay. yeah and like, like soft toys and then yeah. like, oh okay I, I saw this basically i saw a youtube documentary where there oh, was a guy honey. who would buy you know those giant teddies that you like win at carnivals yeah. and stuff don't tell me what though no, it doesn't do things on it no 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 no. he he would buy them and kind of skin them so like oh, empty out <laughs> Empty, empty out the uh, the fluff inside and turn it into like a suit to wear, oh my and God. then him and his him and his lovers they oh, they, oh they do God. what comes naturally, yeah. but oh, you know, okay, in a plush suit. Well, you know, whatever floats your boat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we we'll, we learn every single day. You know? yeah. I, I think that the day I stop learning about things like that, you know, the, might as well throw myself into a volcano. <laughs> <for another day>. <laughs> <laughs> right. <sighs> Thank you both for joining me. Hannah, thank you so much for being my co-host for this episode. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Yes, and I, I hope we will have you back some point soon. Um, and then maybe someone we can get, another biologist, so we can all sort of lament about how boring our sectors <laughs> are. Sure. Um, <laughs> I'm game. <laughs> have you got anything you want to plug where people, you know, can come find you, chat to you about things online? or? Well, you know? I'm starting my own podcast. Ooh, Ooh, fancy. Well, yeah, so I think it'll be called. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, it's going to be called Dr. Hannity's What's In It 
which covers basically everything in life. <laughs> so if you want to know what's in it, come find me. <laughs> I love it. Perfect promo. Yeah, thanks. thanks. Thank you, Hannity. Um, we'll put all uh, details of that in the description. Um, and Jasmine, thank you so much for joining us on QWERTY and for uh, teaching us all about the social world of volcanoes. Uh, no where can people find out more about your cool volcano life? Uh, you can find me probably on Twitter, which is at Scarlet underscore Jasmine, because obviously I like to confuse people. Yeah. Yeah, but her name is not Scarlet. No, my name is Jasmine. Don't call her Scarlet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Um, please do follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and talk to us, talk to me, tweet me your favourite gifts. I do love a good gif. Or I will just tweet one at you randomly. Uh, we're at QWERTYPOD on all the platforms. If you've enjoyed yourself, and we hope you have, please, please, please uh, help us out and rate us, review us on whatever you're listening to this too, because it's going to help us, you know, push that queer agenda. And on that note, we don't, as of yet, have an outro. Actually, if anyone does have a suggestion of an outro, please, like, you know, tell me because it, this is it's starting to get. I really enjoyed your one that was like bye. <laughs> that's literally all the outros yeah. are now. So all that's left to say is thanks for listening. We're just going to shout bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>